Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am with a very special guest, best-selling author, podcast host, and national speaker, Rebecca Lyons, spent years battling fear, anxiety, and panic until she found freedom and surrendering her yes to God. From moving to New York City with young children to adopting a child with Down syndrome from China, Rebecca realized that saying yes to who God says you are in him, even in the small, ordinary moments of life, can create renewed spiritual vitality. In her new devotional, A Surrendered Yes, 52 Devotions to Let Go and Live Free, Rebecca offers us 52 reflections that will move us from striving and fear into freedom, joy, and rest. She shares her own personal rescue journey of healing from anxiety and fear to finding renewed freedom in daily rhythms and encourages us to engage our bravest self, knowing that God sustains and upholds us. Welcome, Rebecca. I'm so honored to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a joy to be with you. And your brand new book launches tomorrow. So congratulations. Thank you. So excited. Well, you are making your life matter for the kingdom in so many different ways. And I'm kind of a fan of all things, Rebecca. I listen to your podcast and you authored one of my favorite books, which is Rhythms of Renewal. And this brand new book that I just finished reading an advanced copy of A Surrendered Yes. And your recent book, Rhythms of Renewal, focuses on four daily rhythms and how they lead you from stress to peace and purpose. So share with us how those rhythms tie into the themes of a surrendered. Yes. Well, you know, uh, life never looks like we planned. (laughs) That's one thing um, I have come to terms with and understanding that surrender really is choosing to accept what is. Mm. And so for a decade now, I've been walking a, a mental health journey of, of healing and freedom coming out of panic disorder from 2010 and 2011. And so part of it's just re- realizing and naming where I was and then naming what God did. I mean, he really met me in that place towards the end of that season and rescued me and gave me peace. But it's one thing to get free. It's another thing to live free and to run free. And I, I knew that early on in that journey that I needed to rewire uh, the muscle memory in my brain that was always fight, flight, or freeze. And that always kind of had these elevated cortisol levels, which are those stress hormones. And so rhythms, just joining God in creation and slowing down and getting off my phone and making healthier choices with my body, whether it was food or fitness, I realized these were all practices that God was inviting me into so that I could live free. Right. And it doesn't mean that there's still not doubt sometimes or some fears or insecurities because we're human, but in general, I wanted to take that proactive step to health. And so that was my surrendered. Yes. My surrender was, um, God, I didn't ask for this. Nobody really wants to be anxiety girl. (laughs) Nobody really wants to have the trial or the suffering, but the yes is, but I will do all that I can to make that pain become purpose. Can there be something here that can help someone else as I'm still learning alongside, you know, none of us arrive. All of life is a journey with Jesus towards the final destination of going home with him. But, um, 
but he does want the kingdom to come here now on earth as it is in heaven. He doesn't want us just to hold on tight and wait for heaven. He wants us to live in the fullness of what he's appointed for us. And I do think our appointment or our surrendered yes, our invitation of God has very much to do with um, the things we've had to suffer through, the, the trials and the things that have pruned us and purified our hearts and, and got us to really depend on him instead of ourselves. Mm, it's so good, Rebecca. And you make such a great point in that we know God can transform pain and trials into purpose, but there's a big component of that, which is our obedience and our surrender. So I love the fact that you are highlighting that and, and kind of um, making that the forefront that we know God can do it, but we have a role to play in that as well. And I love this devotional, Rebecca, because your personal stories are woven all throughout it. I already felt like I knew you a bit from listening to the podcast or your first book, but this really is an up close and personal look at your life. You're very vulnerable. You're very authentic in what you share with us. And your family has made a number of life changes, including adopting a child from China with Down syndrome. What led you to ultimately saying yes? Well, that was one of the biggest recent surrendered yeses. You know, we make small everyday yeses that change our lives. We make those small yeses lead to big less yeses that also change the trajectory of our lives. We adoption was always something that God would nudge me about after our third child. I had three C-sections. The doctor said another one would not be healthy or safe. Um, so we went ahead and tied my tubes always with the idea that we would like to adopt, but it was kind of that idea and we would have a three minute conversation every three years. And it was something like, could we, should we maybe no? I think we're good. (laughs) So we were surrendered, but not really. It was, it was just never felt right. And finally, I remember a few years back, just telling the Lord, if you want this to happen, I need you to put her right here and I'll name her joy. And I mean, like right in front of my face, um, I I wasn't going to pursue it or, Um, I knew there were so many other families that, you know, should have priority over me on adoption because they had been pursuing it for a long time. So I just was like, if it just makes itself clear and obvious and comes right in the middle of our path, then, then my answer is yes. And I'll name her joy. And the reason why it was joy was just the promise of restore to me, the joy of my salvation. And Mm -hmm. I claimed that verse so much when I was struggling with anxiety and depression, and just loved that promise. And, and so two years go by and a girlfriend texts me, uh, two years later, just a picture of a little girl from China with down syndrome. And I was like, why are you doing this to me? Cause she worked at a foster home there and she was always just, you know, she's advocating for every kid that came across her path. And she said, this girl's file is going to the States tomorrow. And I'm like, mm. okay, why are you telling me this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know I told God you need to bring her right here. And literally her photo was on my phone, right in front of my face. Wow. And I just remember saying, she's adorable. What's her name? And she told me Cara. C-H-A-R-A. She had renamed her when she came to the foster home because she looked so withdrawn and she just had this sense that she was really supposed to be Kara. And I said, Kara, do you mean the Greek word for joy? Oh, right. I know. Mm -hmm. And so she had already pre-named her joy. (laughs) Um, knowing that, like not knowing that I had told God that I would name her joy. Mm. And so God, 
he can he can handle ultimatums really well. Like I need you to do this and I need it to look like this and I'll do this. And he's like, I'll raise you that. And she will already name joy. Wow. Um, and I just think that's how, and I had had the nudge of, of adoption, like I said, but, and I would tear up about it, but I just never felt the courage, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the timing was never right. I felt like I'm, I'm not, I'm not the best mom in general. Like, I'm not sure if I'm the shining example of adopting another child in our home from the other side of the world with different abilities. But I do did know as I wrestled through that decision that God had given us Cade, our firstborn with Down syndrome, 17 years prior. And we did not know until he came out of the womb. We found out about six hours after delivery that he had a Down syndrome. Um, characteristics. And then it took about a week for the genetic testing to confirm. Um, cause this was 20 years ago, <laughs> it took longer, mm-hmm. but, um, but I told my husband while I was tearing up about this decision, I just said, perhaps God gave us Cade 20 years ago, or at the time, 17 years ago, because he knew there would be a joy one day and that we would say yes. And so, you know, I didn't ask for the first surrendered yes for Cade. I didn't, you know, it just came. And I think that's how surrender works. Sometimes it just comes like COVID and none of us asked for it. And yet we're all having to surrender and say, yes, we're having to say yes to a different version of what we thought our lives would look like this year, last year, and probably for the future indefinitely, everything has taken a turn. And we, when we talk about pivot, um, but honestly, all of life is a pivot when it comes to obedience, it's like, God always says, don't look to the right or the left. This is the way walk in it. And Mm -hmm. as long as we're in obedience to him and where he's guiding us, um, it can look different than what other people are doing, but you know, it's right because he's invited you to do it and it's requiring risk. It's requiring trust. A surrendered yes always requires trust and it always just requires the surrender. Not only the surrender to finally give in and go, yes, I'll do it. I'm so scared, but I'll do it. Not just the jumping part of the surrender, but the daily part that follows that jump right? Like we still, we, we change the trajectory of our lives with these big yeses, but then that still means that daily on the other end, we still say yes every day. Mm-hmm. And the truth is we say yes every day, whether or not we take the big yes or not. Um, but I do think our faithfulness in saying those small yeses every day, open our hearts up to those bigger yeses that God has just kind of likes to interrupt, um, mm-hmm. in, in ways that his glory is revealed. I love that, Rebecca. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for your yes. When you were talking, I was thinking about you were just offering a posture of availability to God, which is such a big component of surrender. God, I'm here, whatever it is you want from me, that that posture is an invitation for God to do his best work in us. But I love the fact that he met your courage with his confirmation. And I just think that's going to encourage somebody today that feels like they're so scared to step out. I think Rebecca, we think sometimes, well, what will my yes cost me? And you even talk about in the book, you know, sometimes it will mean a no to protect your, your yes, that you're giving the Lord and you weigh through that. But when he ultimately is asking us and we can say yes in obedience, then, then we know that his blessing is always going to be in obedience and we don't have to be afraid of the other side of that. So thank you for sharing that. And you've divided a surrendered yes into three sections saying yes to God, saying yes to yourself and saying yes to others. And each of these have their own unique facets. So what do you hope and want readers to take away from each section, Rebecca? 
Well, yes to God. It's just that he is our everything. He's the prize and surrender really does require that we give him everything, our whole heart. I mean, I know that's not easy and doesn't feel like that every day, but our aim should be to not withhold anything from him. And then the yes to ourselves is I really felt like that was an important one because sometimes we skip from God to others Hmm. and we, um, the, the, the commandments clear to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. So the assumption is you already love yourself before you're loving your neighbor from that overflow and the loving yourself really just comes to the acceptance of God's unconditional love for you. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we know that our purpose is to live for God and work for God and, and aim to please God. But I believe our purpose is also the Lord's cleared that, um, clarified this for me that our purpose is for him to love us. Mm-hmm. Like he made us in such a way where I remember just having this out, you know, this long, like emotive conversation with God one day. And I've said, I'm just afraid that I'm too much of a mess. Um, you've seen it all to be that I will thwart the plans and purposes you have for my life. And he just like clears a bell in my, in my heart. I didn't hear it audibly, obviously, but in my heart, I just felt, I heard the spirit prompt me to say, um, what if it's, what if your purpose is for me to love you? Wow. You think you're going to thwart my purposes for you. You don't have that power. for yeah, Exactly. Um, not that powerful. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Like settle down. Um, but also you are, you're getting the cart before the horse. Like you mm-hmm. think that this is a conditional love that's dependent on how much you please me. And my love for you came when I knit you in your mother's womb and I crafted you with the intention and the destiny and the birthright gifts that I wanted to watch you display for my glory out of joy and delight as a beloved daughter, Mm. not as an orphan that's trying to prove something or earn love back from someone who's rejected her. And so love for ourselves, I, I, yes, for ourselves is so much of going, God, I want to sit in the abundance of what you have for me so that the overflow can go to others, not. And so burnout, is just giving from a place that we haven't received. It's giving from an empty well. And, and the Lord has me that, that there are times tempted to keep giving to something else. And we are so depleted. We've not received, and you just can't give continually what you haven't received. So the mm-hmm. yes for ourselves is critical to go in the middle. And then the, my, the posture here is that once we have experienced that fullness of his love scripture says, when we've experienced, we've come to know, I'm sorry, I don't know all the pat like the references. <laughs> I just know the verses, but I think it's in Corinthians. Um, but when we've come to know, maybe it's Ephesians, um, come to know the height, the depth, the breadth, mm, the width of yeah. his love for us, not just sing about it, talk about it, preach about it, but know it like truly know it as in we've had experienced that love in a way that we are changed. We feel his love and we love him back. Um, then the power of God and his spirit comes through us in ways that can love others well. And that's the goal. It's not from us. It's his love flowing through us and it has to get to us first. It's so good. I I, I felt the intentionality between the way you put those sections in that order that first we love God, but I love what you were just sharing about part of our purpose is just to know that we are 
loved by God. That's sometimes a lifetime process for us to really fully embrace that, but it's life changing to understand that truth. We think a lot of times that faith casts out fear, but you know, John tells us that his love is what drives out fear. So the more awareness we have of his love for us, then we can rest in that. You talk so much about rest in your books and, and the well that you're drawing from, I know is because you chosen to ground yourself in the word and who he is. And that's where the overflow comes from. So I know our listeners are going to want to pick up a copy. Yeah. It's a surrendered. Yes. 52 devotions to let go and live free. Um, and you know, I'm just so thankful and excited. I pray that the person who picks it up really does come to, um, to respond to that whisper of God, that nudge, that kind of the, it's like sand in your shoe. You can't shake it. Sometimes it's really irritating because you just wish that it would go away. But God is so kind that he corrects those he loves. And when he sees us kind of trying to order and or orchestrate our own lives for our own personal gain, he's just like, you can do that, but that's going to lead to death ultimately, like really the abundance and the vitality that you're longing for comes and mm. letting those things go and saying, God, yes, Lord, I'm yours. What, what is it? What is it that you have for me in big ways? What is it that you have for me in very small and steady and stable ways? And I think, honestly, I've learned these last uh, few years since bringing joy home and being a mom now for 20 years. That the small and slow and steady yeses are all are far greater and far harder than the big monumental mm. catalytic yeses. Yeah. The faithfulness in little is always harder than the grandeur in much. And I think the Lord really delights and rewards the faithful hidden places that a lot of women walk. Yeah. And I just want to encourage that woman today that you might go, well, this isn't a big grand gesture. This is just me being faithful to what I steward that God has put right in front of me. And you have agency to change those decisions every single day That's with right. how you handle tuck in, you know, eye contact with your children, um, greeting them with a hug that, you know, releases dopamine, which tells them, you know, connection and belonging, you know, all those things we can do in the way we encounter people are yeses. They're just everyday loving yeses, not, not, not just to God, not just to ourselves, but also to others. And so the rhythms dovetail so well with the book, because I think rhythms are a daily. Yes. I think, I think rhythms are an everyday. Yes. to God, I want to submit my life to you in a way that's consecrated and set apart from what culture is saying that I need. And if that means I get quiet online, I get outside in creation. I start the morning in your word. I say no to that extra social thing that I just didn't really have capacity for because I'm done with people pleasing. Um, but I still honor the people that I love and make sure they feel cherished and seen. You know, all of those things are really out of submission to Christ. It's mm-hmm. not so much about those people. It's just about our obedience and our yes to honor and steward um, with humility and kindness what God has given us. Mm, that's so good. A surrendered yes. 52 devotions to let go and live free. The yes is the path to a life of surrender, which is really the the best kind of life. It's the grandest adventure that we can have with God. When we have yeses that are big or small, some come more naturally than others. So we created a quiz to help you determine your healthiest yes. And it's one of five categories that most yeses look like, whether it's our health, our uh, relationships, our future, our identity, 
or our dreams. And so this quiz is real short, multiple choice, 25 questions, just a few minutes. It'll tell you what your healthiest. Yes. Like what, what is easy for you to trust God in? Mm. And then it'll also give you some encouraging tips and tools to grow in those other areas that are a lot harder to say yes to. So I hope that's just a resource that will encourage your audience. It's RebeccaLyons.com slash quiz, and they can take that quiz today. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Rebecca's going to be so gracious to pray over us. And I, I always end with truth that matters. And would you believe Rebecca, what I chose today was the exact verse that you shared just a few minutes ago. I want to just read right out of your devotional. As we close, Christ calls us to follow him into a life of freedom. However, it will feel countercultural. Any decision that goes against the grain will require intention and it's worth it. Her scripture from that devotional comes from Isaiah 30, 21. And you literally almost quoted it a few minutes ago. When we offer God our surrendered yes and let go and live free. This is a reminder. When you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. That's his confirmation that you talked about that meets our courage Sometimes our very tiny yes, but a yes is a yes. And you're encouraging us to live free, to let go, to trust God fully and to see what he's going to do through us. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you for your voice in our generation. Thank you for the way you're making your life matter and the way you're encouraging us to do the same. So I would love for you to close over our listeners as we pray over our listeners as we close today. Yes, absolutely. Jesus, we love you and we praise you and we thank you that you uh, gave your life so that we could have freedom. You made the first surrendered. Yes. And the garden where you said, not my will, but yours father be done. And so thank you for leading in that way as a son of man, just a human knowing what you were about to encounter and the pain that you would take the death you would take. So we could have life. I don't ever want to take that for granted. I don't want to ever lose sight of your surrendered yes for us. And so in obedience and in submission, God, we offer our yes back to you. Sometimes it looks really hard and sometimes it comes a little easier. And I just pray, Lord, that today you'd give us the grace to say yes to the things you put in front of us that are clearly your prompting, the things that require risk, the things that are sacrificial, the things that ask us to surrender or lay down what we've been holding so tightly to. And so I pray for revived hearts, for those who go through this devotional, for those who just feel a quickening from your spirit, um, pruning a, an encouragement to press on God. I thank you that we're in this together. And I thank you that you're at the helm and we trust you in all things in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. So you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.